Welcome to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Grab your shoes, grab your hat, grab whatever. Come on into the living room here today because we have a bunch of meat. We have beefcake in the house here today. You are going to be, uh, we're going to be chatting with somebody you're going to see on the new series Wrestlers on Netflix, available now. Go stream it. It's awesome. It is Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard. Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a dream come true. OBW <laughs> loves me. Nick loves me. It's, it's, I love me. It's a beautiful thing. So Netflix is about to. Netflix is about to. Jesse, this, uh, like I was telling you just before we started recording, I was given screeners uh, of the uh, wrestlers' episodes. This thing is going to take the pro wrestling world by storm. It is uh, very, before we get to questions, I just want to give you my little take on on what i've observed here with wrestlers very well produced it is uh talk about behind the scenes burned curtains i mean as close a look at the reality of professional wrestling that i think fans will maybe ever see you think that's accurate it's a 100 percent spot on like it's very intimate absolutely and it's real i mean it's it's definitely real. You're, you're, you're more than pulling back. You're literally getting in the car and going home with people, you know? I mean, and, and, you know, it's really something to, to hear from you and the other talent and, and your journey and all that. But for Al to open up <laughs> about the financial issues of OVW and to open up about the realities of working with co-owners that are not necessarily wrestling people, I was really taken aback by it. I, I've never seen that dynamic showcased in any pro wrestling series, and it is probably the most common dynamic in all of professional wrestling. If you go to the indies, there's always that dynamic, and no, nobody ever gets to see the realities of how these companies really operate. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I think I haven't been able to see it, so I don't know the the intricacies oh. of it yeah exactly so i'm oh, man, i'm, I'm okay. waiting, waiting for the release like everybody else so um i but i think you're 100 spot on like i have still run a business like i have a couple businesses and stuff like that and there's you know when you have employees quote unquote w2 1099 individuals that you're trying to be like you're like a duck in water while your feet are kind of kicking and nobody really knows what's going on underneath the water as you're trying to stay uh, even keel and act as though nothing's going on. So, but I think Al's just a true professional when it comes down to it and great poker face. So and that's why, that's why he's uh, steering the ship. So take a step back here. I did not know that you hadn't seen it yet, by the way. I feel weird that I'm like more familiar with this show than you are yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's the beauty of this all. That's the beauty of this all. So when it gets released, I think everybody, uh, including myself, you know, will be able to, to I mean, have the elicited true emotion like yourself. So well, and these are colleagues that I, I know of, you know, these are guys that I rub elbows with on a daily basis, you know, so. It's great. Uh, it really is. I'm a huge fan. So let's take a step back here, Jesse. You know, you, a lot of people remember you from the bromans and your time in Impact Wrestling, I think is probably uh, most notable. You did a little time in Lucha Underground, obviously, as well. But why? how did you find your way to OVW? What? Why have you called OVW your home for the mass, last many years? Because of Al. Like, and I knew that, um, one – just going through life, you want to be surrounded by people that have one, your best interests in mind, uh, but two, that you like, you know, it's just like anything else because it's still a business. It's not wrestling friends, but if you can have or surround yourself with people uh, that are like-minded, 
it doesn't make work work, if you will, you know. Um, but because I also have the same, I've only gotten trained by schools like Bubba and Devon down at Team 3D Academy over, obviously I've been back and forth to OVW three different times, you know, cause I was there with Nick Dinsmore and um, Rip Rogers and Danny Davis. Um, but I was also at FCW for a while with um, Steve Kern and Norman Smiley. Like obviously the tenure that I had at Impact Wrestling, that's when I got to meet Al um, and he was there before. But the biggest thing is I wanted to be the face and the vision that Al actually had for OBW and trying to take it to the next level, which, you know, took, took a little bit, but being able to have this mainstream crossover appeal with just being the face <laughs> and then having uh, to incorporate it at OBW and the new opportunities, the new networks, the new um, streaming services, all can be a testament to me kind of bringing that notoriety to OBW as far as sure. I'm concerned. You know, I definitely tried to take a part of it when the, cause the change, uh, there's been a change of hands even while I've been there because it was with uh, himself and another fellow named um, Chad Miller. And then he's, you know, since given then Matt Jones, um, Craig Greenberg, Jeff Tublin, and a couple other um, more silent partners and stuff are now kind of going in there. But Al's vision kind of brought me in and it, it aligned with what I actually wanted to do with my professional wrestling career as of right now. And, and that's when I just wanted him to give me the ball and let me run with it. So that's why you, you are, you are the big fish there, Jesse. Uh, yes. I guess I'll kind of bounce around here a little bit. Obviously, you know, this past week uh, you got some play on social media as did OVW, uh, you uh, NWA world's heavyweight champion EC three and, his aunt Dixie Carter uh, popped up for the first time. Uh, what a reunion, an impact reunion in OVW. Uh, now, in the series, you're a heel. Um, but I got the impression from that clip that's making the rounds that you are going to be now positioned, what is like the central baby face of OVW to Ethan is, is the top heel. And that, that's kind of the, the main feud, I guess, for the promotion going forward. Am I getting that right? Yes. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Yep. Um, and everything's situational. Like I'm still myself. I'm still, I'm still Mr. Spectacular through and through. I'd still get to flex and, you know, not too many people can relate to, you know, this good looking and, and abs all the time. I, I get that. I understand. It's, it's boring. It's boring, but it's part of my life. Um, but yes, with EC3 going out there uh, and, and having his overmen, that because I, I work for, you know, close to a year of like assembling this just crazy faction, you know, cause if there was ever any still shots or photos of like our group when it was with, uh, Shira, Adam Revolver, Luke Curtis, um, Joe Mack himself and myself inside the ring. Like there's, there's no other faction inside professional wrestling today that looked as physically intimidating and it's like hey if these guys throw a punch it's definitely going to hurt like who could take us on is my point like what other you know unless it was like somebody in the heydays of when bobby lashley or like main street Mo or uh, main event mafia when that kind of all came together and those superpowers all kind of um but they've since turned their back on me in a, in a dastardly way and I've now had to fall victim as I once was on the other side, standing tall when the individuals were getting beat up in, in the ring and they've since done that to me. So what kind of friends are they? Come on. So that's why I'd say it's situational. Uh, again, that's a testament to Al's storytelling and, and it's obviously working pretty well because you're just like, wait a second. And if it's that slow transition, it might just work. It might just work.
and and bringing in Dixie uh, Carter here, which was a great appearance. She did the pre-tape. Uh, so, you know, I'm hearing that you guys are going to be doing more to capitalize on this momentum. You're coming out of Netflix right now, you know, and that's kind of uh, kind of to segue a little bit. You know, a big part of the show is Al struggling with the financial side of OVW and trying to make the company profitable and, and all of that. How do you feel the company is now uh, post filming? Like what what is the vibe? What is the stability of OVW like in, in your opinion in this moment? I've never been keen to any of this stuff. So they, they've, they've hit it from everybody pretty well, as far as I'm concerned. So wow. maybe they're okay. not trying to get like, and I think that might've came across, you know, when they were um, speaking with me last summer. Um, but now even more so like now it's just like, Hey, this we're right there at the pink, like the brink of it dropping tonight, you know, or on Wednesday, uh, September sure. 13th. So as soon as we start getting over that ridge, like I think a lot of opportunities are going to be uh, opened up. And I think that exactly what Matt and Al's intent and mine as well, when we first started our relationship is bringing it to, you know, a household name. And with this platform being Netflix, it's, I think it's going to be very plausible for that to happen, you know? So I don't think there's going to be any kind of risks uh, in any kind of like financial aspect of stuff that people are going to be too concerned about. So you, you, you obviously have your background in big brother and reality TV. So how did you play a role in helping to make this Netflix deal come together? Like I could see you as being a very good ambassador, a central figure to kind of help this thing get pushed along. I, I definitely think so. Um, just because leveraging my name, um, and then also just a TV product, you know, because just that as a whole, like the, the main event can't go on without the, the first match and the first match can't be on a show and without a main event, you know, some from top to bottom to say that I'm uh, one of the key contributors to, to help be the liaison to kind of bridge a gap. Absolutely. Um, I don't think anybody and just like the, the marketing machine and just like promotions and like self promotion of myself that I try to do um, any company can uh, benefit from that you know so i'm excited i know that uh those guys have been excited it's just just given us the chance you know so i think so so are you are you giving other talent notes and tips and things about like what works on reality tv as this thing is going along uh the best advice i mean it's it's just cliche it's like just be yourself but once you get numb to the fact that the cameras are there or that people are following you around people get a little bit more froggy plus like you can also kind of peel back the layers of who's faking it. You know, it's almost like on big brother where people are just minding their P's and Q's maybe the first day, two days, first week, two weeks. Um, but then like real, real irritability start to come in um, or real constant tendencies of like things that get under your skin that you want to address. And now there's just a camera in your face. So even though it's three weeks down the line, cause I'm sure you've got, you guys saw some real stuff too. Um, and those moments wouldn't have been able to get captured without the film crews being there um, and just being that comfortable. How, how was it working with the production company? Can you talk to me a little bit about like what, what they were like in that space? Because this is a company that's done some big stuff like Last Chance You and some other notable projects. Like what was it like welcoming them into the, you know, wild world of professional wrestling, the gritty environment like that? Yeah, I think it was just eye opening for them not to like talk too much about like the way they can um, conducted how they ran everything. But as a person, as professionals, like 
they're top notch. Like they're the the best you could. I mean, there's a reason why they've had the success that they have. You know, Greg Whiteley's um, constructs just this all star crew. Um, whether it's film crew uh, or like the videographers and then the sound grips and then the grips and like the guys that like just have the patience and see the same vision of what they already know Greg wants to capture and how they want to capture it. That's why they've had such awesome lucrative shows, you know, that, that have the following that they have. And it's a, we got to experience it, their professionalism, you know, just by us conducting ourselves. So that was awesome. It was awesome to be able to deal with them. Nobody. And, and, you know, what, what's the vibe about going forward, right? Like, I mean, do you, do you get the, the impression that this is something that we could maybe get more than one season of? Yeah, well, I'd have to see the first season. <laughs> so as soon as, as soon as the first one hits, I think we'll have, like, a, a better understanding. That's, like, to be completely honest with you, without speaking out of turn, like, all I can kind of even speak on. Um, there has Would I love for there to be a second season? Absolutely you know, 100%, like personally, selfishly, absolutely. Uh, but we'll, we'll see, you know, it's just, it's how it's, it's being, you know, absorbed and actually seen. So well, what, the, what actually happens. Go ahead. I, I know you haven't seen it, Jesse, but one of the big themes of the show is kind of using OVW as a launching pad for a lot of people to kind of get that opportunity to go to the next level. You know, there's a lot of time that's spent talking about Al's career in WWE and all that. Um, what about you? I mean, you are in a unique spot where you are the big fish here. Obviously, it leaves you the opportunity to go do things like Big Brother and what other projects you, you want to do. Um, are you are, are you content and happy and staying in OVW in the long run? Or do you have ambitions like other people on the show of using this platform to springboard into maybe something else? Mm -hmm. I think by me helping OVW get to this um level and kind of just leveling up and just having the notoriety speaks volumes for myself of what's actually possible you know because there had to be characters that actually helped that were appealing enough you know to have that first initial um interest to even kind of float some sort of project like this so for myself to kind of not necessarily leave but it would have to be a very tantalizing apple that 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 needs to kind of see the same vision of what Al did, you know, because the reason that I came to OVW is because of Al and what he had for a vision for myself. Wrestling, professional wrestling is storytelling. And if the writers aren't writing for you, there's, there's a lot of professional wrestlers that are great wrestlers that are all just sitting at home, you know? Mm -hmm. So OVW treating me right, Al's treating me outstanding. Um, and that's just a conversation that we're going to have to have. I would love to, obviously keep providing for my family and professional wrestling too, though. So I'm not going to rule out anything, but I just definitely love the fact that wherever W once was before I got there a couple of years ago to where it is now and where it's going to be literally tonight at two o'clock central AM, you know, on September 13th, it's going to be completely different. So how does uh, the OVW environment right now compare to what the environment was like at impact when you were there? Well, so at OVW, I mean, when you get to a major federation, whether it's even like ROH, you know, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, WWE, AEW, everybody's life depends on that paycheck. Everybody's family's lives depend on that paycheck. Here at OVW, I'm not saying it's, it's lackadaisical because the dream and everything and that aspiration and that devotion, first and foremost, the devotion and the grit is definitely still there. And I think that's what gets depicted inside the, um, the show. Uh, but the stressors of making a mistake are less than but like we're live 
to tape, you know, like we're live and it's going live straight out onto fight TV. So there's other ones that are like taped or live to tape um, that get edited and whatnot. Uh, so just that element right there, I feel like we have some true professionals that literally do this lackadaisically, you know, as true professionals on a Thursday night. And that's, I think what Al even touches based on is like, we have one of the best products that are out there when it goes to, you know, impact and whatnot. Um, it's just a little bit more high strung and high tense only because like, if you make a mistake, like you, you might not be on TV the very next week, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, I had a chance to chat with, uh, with one of your former impact uh, partners, uh, about a month ago. And that was Mr. Stone. Uh, <laughs> he's doing great, right? That's awesome. Well, I, I, well, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, on what he's, I mean, while I got you here, like, you know, I'm sure you keep up with your friends. What do you, what do you I, think? Of I, bet, I bet Mr. Stone is going to be a huge fan of wrestlers. Absolutely. And I bet Mr. Stone would have loved to have been a part of it because he is a man much like myself of any opportunity he will, he will take and make to the best of his abilities, you know? And that's why, being matched up with him was awesome. It was a great part of um, my life and my career and just being able to hang out with him as well as DJZ and what he's doing now. I know he's got other businesses and stuff um, as well as his kids, his twins, which I mean, we're being able to see him uh, or them grow up, but the body of work that he's actually been able to showcase up until now is just outstanding. You know, talk about a guy that probably had his back against the wall, just maybe physical stature wise. And he's done such a great job of transitioning and like reinventing himself. And that like, that's a testament to um, uh, Matt Hardy, um, Chris Jericho. Like he's literally being able to embody years of a career in different phases. And that is, that's the ultimate goal, you know, because at the end of the day, we're playing a character, you know, and all these individuals that you see on wrestlers, like they're playing a character when they come through the curtain. But now, like you kind of said, you, you burn down that curtain and you're getting into the car and you're going home with them too. So you bring up DJ Z, man, he's crushing it too, right? Like yeah. LW, LWO. For those that aren't, uh, yes, Bad Buddy was also wild. For those that aren't aware, DJ Z, DJ Z, my ion, uh, was the guy that would go, uh, uh, um, for the bromans and Impact Wrestling, and is now part of one of the most popular, profitable, um, groups in all of WWE as Joaquin Wild in the LWO. Man, like what a, what a, what a journey it's been for all of you guys since that time Absolutely. in Impact. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, he's doing a phenomenal job too. So, and we just get to see a different chapter in a different part of people's lives, you know, as we continue to grow up and stuff. And it's like, when you start looking back and you see all these like young kids and stuff, it's like, oh man, like we've, we've kind of been here for a while. Cause I've been wrestling for over, you know, 10 years now. So it's like, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, okay. We're, we're not the, like the up and coming young bucks anymore, you know? Um, but it's, it's cool. It's cool to see everybody's success. Cause there's, there's more than enough room up at the top. So. Well, Jesse, uh, let's take it home here, man. Uh, yes. This ep this interview will have dropped when the show is live and people can go check it out on Netflix, which I encourage everyone to do. I was uh, I I foolishly thought Jesse had seen the show and was prepared to have a conversation about this show. Uh, I think this was still a very good conversation, but uh, I, I can tell you to your face, Jesse, the show is very good and you're going to like it quite a bit. Um but from your perspective, why should people go check this out, support it, find it, all those wonderful things? Because we haven't given up on our dreams. 
end of story. Like there's a lot of people across the country that life comes at you quick, family comes at you quick, financial struggles, all of that stuff we're still seeing and we're still like actively pursuing our dreams, you know, and this is a daily basis. This is something where we're all, we're our own nutritionist, dietitianist, manager, um, agent, we're on wardrobe person, we're on financial advisor, we're on business owner. Like we're trying to use all of those things. We have to get out there on social media and we're still trying to get from where we are right now and obviously hit that superstardom, you know, like a lot of other superstars have been able to acquire. We're just, we're right there. We're right there. And I think this wrestlers, you have to see it. You have to see it because it's, it's going to be awesome across the board, you know, um, for, for anybody that watches it, whether you're four, 40, 14, or 104, you're going to see some value in it. And you're going to see a lot of characters that um, haven't given up. So.